Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hi, I'm here in San Diego, and it is so beautiful. I just got done taking a walk on the beach, and I realized how magnificent this area is and how big and beautiful the ocean is. And as I was watching the waves coming up onto the shore, I realized how peaceful it is. But a couple weeks ago, I was in Maui and I tested out the waves and I got quite knocked around. And so I learned to gain a lot of respect for the ocean. I want to take you on a little journey today into my life and into my personal life. Today's a really big day for me because I'm speaking my truth. For many years, I realized that I had this gift of intuition, but I wasn't quite sure how to tap into it. I admired it, and I studied it, and I loved it, but I didn't want to admit that I had the ability, like maybe you have. So today, I'm stepping up, and I'm stepping into a new journey with this podcast so that I can share my truth and be truthful in who I am at a soul level. Today, I want to take you down a journey or up a journey to a story that I hold near and dear to my heart. It's a story that happened 25 years ago, and I've held this moment, this very moment, just to share it with you. For many years... I had this story inside me. I didn't feel connected with myself. I knew I was loved in life. I had a successful life, but something felt really broken inside. I didn't feel accepted. And honestly, I didn't feel loved. So I decided to get some help because I knew in my heart that there was more for me out there but I was stuck. I was stuck in this lack of truth inside of me, and I didn't know how to heal it. So I made a decision to connect an intuitive. My story starts on July 17th, 1992. My first intuitive reading was that day. I was 33 years old. And I desperately wanted to have a baby. And I couldn't figure out how to make that happen. And I had been trying for three years and it didn't come. So I decided that I would ask this woman who I knew was really great. My husband wasn't particularly happy <laughs> about the journey and adventure because he's like, oh, intuition, right? But I still did it, and it changed my life, and that is why I chose to share this journey with you. Because if you're thinking about connecting with your intuitive self, then it is right for you. 
please remember there are no coincidences in life. And the story I'm about to share is not coincidental that you're listening to it. There might be something inside of you that also needs to heal. And so the story begins. I was born in an orphanage in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I didn't know it was an orphanage until this intuitive came into my world. I lived there in the orphanage for three months. I was placed for adoption, and it was a closed adoption, which means the likelihood of a parent and child reconnecting is very unlikely. After almost an hour of this reading that I had, I had a few more moments, and I threw my final question in that I really wasn't committed to at the time. It wasn't a priority. And my fifth question was, why was I adopted? I actually had never even spoken those words in my entire 33 years. I could hear the intuitive's voice change a bit. She immediately said, Candace, this is one of the most challenging readings I've ever had. She quite caught my attention. She said, I feel that you've come to accept your adoption, but your birth mother has been wanting to meet you her entire life. My mother had given up her only child, she told me. She had lived a life without a child and had given up her only child. And she said that that was the hardest thing that she had to live with. I immediately started to cry because I was thinking about my little girl at home. She had blonde hair and curls and blue eyes, and she was the most beautiful little thing. And the six years that we had in our life at that moment was just really special to me. This so touched my heart. She said my father was not negated in this process. And I thought, I never even thought about the fact I had a biological father. She said, if I chose to search, that I would find both my mother and my father. I knew that this couldn't be true because it was a closed adoption. I put the phone down and I immediately called my husband. I was crying and he said, which was a little bit unlike him, he said, I'll be right there, I'll be right home because I knew he wasn't particularly happy with me about having this intuitive reading. The minute he walked in the door, he sat me down and he said, I've had a secret for five years, and today's the day I'm going to share with you the secret. He said, when your father passed away five years ago, I went to the bank vault to get the birth certificate with your mother, and she handed me an envelope that said adoption information. I said to your mom, Betty, this isn't the day to open this can of worms. I think... We should put this back in the safe, give it two months, and think about it. The challenge for him was, I was his wife, 
and he was holding a secret. So how he chose to deal with the secret was on my birthday, February 5th, every single year, he'd say, did you ever want to find your birth mother? And I would respond the same way each and every time. I said, you know what, Tim? She gave me life, and now I give her hers. And with that, I felt a sense of completion. Until this day, when I realized that this woman truly wanted to meet me, and I felt because she gave me life that I wanted to help her to heal. The challenge in that moment was I knew that this was the mother that raised me's biggest fear. So I picked up the phone and I told her the same story that you're hearing right now today. She paused and she said, you know, Candy, I think I'd like to wait to give you that paperwork. Maybe you can have it after I pass. And I said, okay, mom, because when I picked up that phone, I knew that I never, ever wanted to hurt this beautiful woman. And so I made a decision in that moment not to hurt her and not to explore it with her. But I did indeed go back and do some research. That's when I found out that Rosalia was a hospital. It was not a hospital, but was a home for unwed mothers. That's the first time in my life I knew this. So I called a place that actually stored the records. I talked to a woman named Sister Esther Marie, and she said if I send a certified letter, notarized, that she could send me some nondescript type of information. She says, I want to warn you, though. There's not a lot of people that have too much information. This was a very hard time for the people that came here. I said, thank you. And I set an intention to meet my birth mother by my birthday, which was a few months away. In the meantime, my father-in-law got really sick in June. In August, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> right after the intuitive reading, I was pregnant. I was so excited. This has been a baby that I wanted for so long. I ended up losing that baby, and then my father-in-law passed around Thanksgiving. So my goal to meet my birth mother was kind of put aside. There was a lot of things going on in my life, but there was something inside of me that said, you need to do this now. So I didn't say anything to my mom, but in a couple days later, she called me. And she said, Candy, I've been watching Oprah, that's what she called Oprah, and Maury Povich, <laughs> Maury Povich, and she said, there's all these adoption reunions, and I want that for you. It's funny, she didn't even say about my birth mother, but she wanted it for me. She immediately went to the bank, and she retrieved the information. In the meantime... I start scratching my head wondering, where's that piece of paper that I had sent to Sister Esther Marie? I realized I never received it. I called her, and she said, honey, I sent that months ago. When I said something to my husband, he thinks he may have thrown it out. 
And it's okay because it was not meant to be. What ended up happening became miraculous. Sister sent me the paperwork and my mother's name was Jerry. I will never, as long as I live, forget reading that beautiful letter. I had a mother. (laughs) I'm in San Diego right now and I looked at the trees and there's oranges growing on them. And I realized I never really knew where I came from. As a kid, oranges are in a grocery store. They're not on a tree. And that's kind of how I felt. I didn't feel like I had that initial connection with where I came from. My uncles, I had uncles. One was Richard, and he was 21 at the time of my birth. And I had an uncle named Robert, and he was 15. I had uncles. My grandparents were Anthony and Mary. So when my mom gave me that envelope, I had several names. And on in that envelope was my name, Dorothy Marie Ronchka. Thank the dear Lord I wasn't a miller. <laughs> my husband and my mother said, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. But after my mom hook up, hung up, I picked up the phone and I called information. They gave me two phone numbers. I called one and the gentleman's name was Scott. But a woman answered the phone and she was so pleasant. And I said, hi, I'm a friend of Jerry's and I'm just wondering if she's around. And she said, oh, and I said, well, her mother and father are Anthony and Mary. And she said, you know what? I'm going to have a family member call you back. She never said that there was a Jerry or a Mary or an Anthony. I put the phone down and I looked across at my husband and he said, you better think about what the heck you're going to say when somebody calls you back. My hand was still on the counter and my hand was also on the phone. And as he said this, the phone started to ring. I hear the sweetest voice saying, Hi, I'm Jerry Zawoski. Is the candy there? I thought my heart stopped permanently, but words came out. And I said, You're my mother. She started to cry. And she said, I just want to tell you, I love you. I always have. And I always will. And I've waited my entire life to tell you that. We talked for endless hours. She asked softly and politely if she could meet me. And I said, well, of course. That was a Tuesday. On Friday, I picked her up at an airport. I bought her yellow roses. And she said she'd be carrying a Barney for Carly, my daughter. In one day, she said, I've become a mother and a grandmother. Back when I picked her up at the airport, I was able to go right to the door of the plane. And I stood there so anxiously waiting. My girlfriend was with me and she was recording the whole thing. When I look back at that moment, my mother cradled my head. 
and I touched her womb. I knew where my oranges came from now. In that moment, I started to feel like I was healing inside. That whole weekend we played together. We listened to music from the time when she grew up, the big chill. We had gin and tonics. We went to Victoria's Secret, and I don't know why, but we bought really cute, sexy lingerie. I painted her nails red, and the final day she got snowed in. She said she, in her entire life, had never been snowed in. On that day she was, so we had an extra day. When I was at the airport, she and I sat there, and we were watching the planes land and take off, and I looked at her. She was 51 years old. Her mother was in her 90s. Her father had just passed, and she said, Candy, today I was still supposed to be in Pittsburgh with my family, and I want to tell you that on my father's deathbed, he looked at me, and he said, Jerry, I'm so sorry. I didn't fight for you to keep that baby. I know how much you love children and that that's something you always wanted. He felt he denied her that with some of the decisions he had made. And I don't know if my grandfather came and gave her the gift of the two of us meeting, but somehow I'd like to believe that. So as we sat at this airport watching the planes come in and out, I looked at her and I said, what's next? We were holding hands. And I said, tell me about your health because she had had a kidney and pancreas transplant. I said, I don't know anybody that had that. And I hate to ask you, but like, what's the prognosis? Because I just found you. I remember now that there was never an answer to that question, but I was okay with that. We were holding hands. And we were together. I put her on the plane, and I sat there for endless hours. Because as I watched that plane take off, I sat there and watched until nothing was left of that plane. I had just met my birth mother. I went home, and I was ecstatic that whole week. We continued to talk. And my mother said she was so grateful. The following Monday, a week from the day that I took her to the airport, I got a phone call from a woman named Sybil. I knew of Sybil because my mother lived on a farm. She had soybean crops. Sybil was an adjacent farmer who had a dairy farm. And there was a cow named Jerry. And Jerry could not have a cow, a baby calf. And so in farm business, that means Jerry has to go. Jerry begged Sybil to spare the life of Jerry the cow. (laughs) The day I called my mother, Jerry had a baby calf and they named it Candy. So I was kind of excited that Sybil called me because I knew of the Jerry and Candy story. Sybil said, Candy, are you sitting down? And I was immediately confused, and I I sat down. She says, I'm with your mother. 
She's on the couch. I see that her nails are painted red. And she told me that you painted them that way. And I said, yes. And she said, Candy, your mother's gone. She passed away. My mother and I knew each other 13 days. I believe in life that everything has a purpose and a meaning. I was really confused in that moment because why would God bring us together just to tear us apart is what I asked. But that was not the meaning of that journey. Today I realize that that moment was the beginning of a new journey in my life. There were so many lessons I learned by saying yes to that intuitive moment and then taking action. What I learned as I stepped into this new business of helping people by using my intuition to help them make decisions on getting to the next level of where their business is going is that intuition has helped me to grow as a person I want to share more of my heart with you during this journey of adventures and stories that will help you gain a greater connection with the belief in your intuition. When we're truly aligned on a mission and the mission of your business, it's when we seek our truth and heal what feels broken inside. I wanted to share this intimate story about my life so that you too can learn about your own personal connected connection with intuition and how it can help you to level up in your heart and your soul and to deliver your true mission to this world. Stay tuned for more episodes of stories and connections and the same things that you can learn by connecting with your inner GPS, your intuition for your business. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.